Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the VBA podcast. My name is Leila Oresme. And I'm Cristina Tumino. And today's episode is episode number nine, and it is about solitude, the key to connection. Yes, so solitude. If we um, look at the word and the term, uh, it actually comes from Latin, uh, that means uh, solus, um, and that is alone. And uh, that is actually a quite interesting word because I think we can give a different kind of connotation to the word alone. Like, is it a good thing to be alone? Is it a bad thing? Mm. Um, And I think there's actually a difference, isn't there? There's a difference between being lonely and actual solitude. Because I would say that most people may not really get enough a long time because they're always at work around their colleagues um, with their family always around their friends and or even children right when they have a family and they're always around children they struggle to get that a long time to just be with themselves um, so I think it is quite important to have some some solitude And we are always surrounded by so many people. And some people people are aware that they don't get enough alone time because they crave it. I know people that constantly talk about, you know, I just want to be by myself. I just want to recharge and just not see anyone. And they're very aware of that urge for solitude. But there are some people that almost become addicted to being around someone constantly where it kind of when they are actually alone they feel lonely yeah because I think it's like there is a kind of fear of being alone and it's true like I know parents uh, that they um as you were saying they struggle to uh, even like I, I I know people that say like oh I want to be um with my partner I want to have a bit of like I love of course being with my partner and do everything with my partner or husband or whatever and then when you actually think or you know, suggest why not going and doing something on your own mm-hmm. uh, although some can be like oh that sounds like nice and interesting but then nobody really like not nobody but many of these people don't really do it and I think it's because it's a kind of fear, like even with children, like you have children and everything and you really need, as you were saying, you crave that time to go and do something um, for yourself. Uh, like whatever it is, it can be just to rest or to do something exciting or to recharge yourself, whatever it is. But then they actually, um, when you show them that you can actually do it or they can see they actually can do it, then at the end they don't do it they don't take that time they say no 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 they start to find excuses like oh no but I need to do this for my children I need to do this and then and I think it's because it grows this I this feeling of fear of being on your own like and they can become really toxic as well you know for example I know people who are in relationships and one person is just completely attached to the other where they get super paranoid whenever they want to just spend some time with their friends. And that's really unhealthy. I think regardless of whether you're in uh, like a romantic relationship or even with friends, you need time apart to just be by yourself and just 
put your thoughts together and in order and some people don't understand that and because they can't imagine being happy just being by themselves they think everyone else is like that so they create stories in their heads that if that person is um away from me they must be like cheating or you know doing something crazy or they don't like me they must be you know like just talking about me behind their back and it can be like really really toxic when we aren't able to just be content by ourselves and some people see us a bit of crazy sometimes like I remember I don't know four or five years ago I've been with my husband for many years and I remember I always do everything with him and a few years ago I was in a period of I needed to have a bit of more time for me and uh, you know and slow down with things and I started to see things differently and um, I said you know what I haven't been on my own doing a holiday on my own for a long time and it's not because I don't love you or because it's a crisis because I need to spend time on my own and uh, I decided to go and have a holiday on my own like away on my own means away from even social media and everything like phone and everything so I said I want to spend time on my own and um, and see what happens and what I have realized I went for two weeks uh, to Madeira and what I realized is that you actually need to choose things for yourself. It's like you start to need to be more, take responsibility for certain things because it's just you who's choosing what to do that day. So you wake up in the morning and you need to think, oh, I need to decide what do I want to do? And I know in some, I mean, it's exciting, it's amazing, but when you're not used to this, because normally you choose always like with, with your uh, husband or your partner or with somebody else, or your choices depend on the people around you, then you start to don't choose because for something that you need, but mm-hmm. for what people need. And I know it sounds silly, but it's so like, wow. I remember what people think you need where they, they will, they will never really know what you truly need. So if you just let others to make decisions for you. And I think there's also that happens when people go to advice to friends and friends might give them like a kind of biased opinion because they're just, you know, they will kind of react based on their own personal experiences. So they might give an advice that's not necessarily good for that, that person, but what has worked for them, which might not really work for the other. For the other. Mm-hmm. And um, I can relate because I moved to London by myself and I didn't really know anyone here, you know, and it was just you know, it, it was it was definitely an interesting experience to live in a big city where you just, you really don't know anyone. And then it's kind of a thing where unless you kind of grew, grow up in London, it's like, in a way, you're always kind of alone because even when you go and see friends, they live like, you know, an hour away and everyone's always busy working. So you only get to see them maybe like once a week. So you learn how to just be by yourself and just get on with your own life. But I think it's, I think that's very good for personal growth because it forces you to, like you say, be more accountable for everything you do and just learn how to be self-sufficient. It's like you get, like you need to get trained. Mm -hmm. So when you are used to with a family or a husband or even just friends, it doesn't have to be like, it can be young. 
and you are used to do what other people tell or your choices depend on other people or you're just always constantly going out with friends and and partying and doing things and um, i'm not saying it's wrong but what i'm saying is that it's like you lose that kind of training mm. to um be um to learn to listen and to be connected more to yourself so if you don't know how to do this then you start to fear this kind of thing because mm. you start to react the other way you're like oh my god I yeah, because you grow dependent on the yeah. others to yeah, make, becomes, to make uh, like make decisions and yeah and it becomes like an unknown territory mm -hmm. like it's not comfortable anymore because you're not used to and when you're not used to of course you just try to escape you just try to avoid it you try to not do that anymore and instead that is very important like solitude in terms of alone time like time with like being alone i think is so important mm. and 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 in some way the what we experience with these lockdowns and stuff everywhere in the world is like kind of forcing us to um have some time uh, on uh, on on our own in some way and well, it's, it's think... interesting isn't it because i feel like people who had a kind of good relationship with themselves and a good connection with themselves they really flourished during the lockdown because they found things to do they found the time to do the things that they've always wanted to do and they just never really had it but on the other hand there was also those that are were so reliant on everybody else and the kind of social life they had and they never they never learned how to be on their own so they you know the whole world just crashed and a lot of people struggled mm -hmm. and obviously there was the flip side to the to the whole thing where people are actually stuck in a house with their family which could be toxic or maybe you know flatmates and things like that that could also get too much so some people actually didn't get enough a long time so that was actually because that's why it's so important this alone time because if your life like the situation the circumstances in when you live uh, if you don't get time alone, alone time you're not able to see you're not able to stop and see what's going on around you. You're just kind of going in a rolling thing, like moving, like reacting to whatever is going around you without really stopping to look at what's going on. So what happened during lockdown, I think, is that the situations were more or less there for everyone. It didn't really change much, but that was a, a time where you had to stop and look around so if you actually didn't really have time to stop for a long time it's like you were going through all the consequences all of a sudden of everything that you didn't look at for so long so if in the family things were not really going in a certain way you were forced to deal with it like to stop and understand what doesn't work why it works or what do you need to do or what do you need to change or whatever and or if you were not happy about something about yourself that was the moment that you got worse because even in the same conditions of other, a, a person that had time no so you say i have more time because i'm at home and i'm in um 
I don't know, um, how do you call it, in furlough or whatever, then how are you going to use, what's your approach? How are you going to use that time? So the people that were well uh, within themselves and were able to, in some way, to connect and have that alone time, that time of solitude, then those are the ones that you were saying that flourished because that was an opportunity. That was used as an opportunity to do anything. You didn't have to do more. You just had time to do what you needed to do. Maybe to just stop and relax and, and listen or enjoy something or whatever. But if you were on the other side, the same time, if you were not happy with certain things, that was the time to feel even more lonely. And maybe connect, rather than connect more with yourself, create these fake connections with social media and all this. That's what was pushed on us, wasn't that? Everyone was talking about, you know, it's a new way to connect and it was all this FaceTime and Instagram. And we already know how toxic social media can be. And during this time, it was forced on us because it seemed like it was the only way to communicate with the people we love and our friends and family etc so it was just forced onto us so not only were we you know forced to be in an environment that we aren't really used to um, I mean obviously our house we are kind of used to them but I mean being there all the time and not being able to leave that is not a situation that is um normal for us and then on top of it you know it seemed like we were a lot of us were always on our phones and it this kind of fake connection was advertised to us that this is the way that you know this is the new way of the new life right the new normal this is how we're going to communicate now so now we have things like metaverse and all this crazy stuff where it's literally a whole new um, world created virtually. And this is the place that we are supposed to be now attending as if it's normal life, as if it's the real place to connect with people. And of course it is not because you cannot connect with anyone online to the level that you can in person. There is, I mean, some someone's energy is so much more powerful when they are with you. And it's not, it's nothing woo-woo. It's, re it's, it's real. Yeah. And even things like the small delays in our conversation right now, they affect how we communicate. They affect how we perceive the the whole conversation and how we understand things so it's all very subliminal and we may not be aware of it consciously but subconsciously these things really affect us mm. so there is no way that being in a virtual environment with other people as some kind of avatar is going to be the same or even better as some might believe as real life no and as well the fact that you are connecting like when you are in real life you can be in front of a certain number of people normally speaking of course so you can be re relate or have a relationship or talk or communicate with one person with a small group of people with a large group of people and your uh, behavior and perception 
of the other person uh, and the seeing the kind of the reality because you are present both in that place so you can just see you can sense you can smell you can like you can observe the body language like verbal and non-verbal communication you can see the whole thing is completely different than being in social media where you are exposed to a huge number of of people and of course your behavior changes mm -hmm. when you uh, normally, of course, we want to be likable. We want to like, like that, that's normal. That's part of human nature. That, that's what we normally try to do. Although it doesn't mean it's completely right uh, because we need to be more ourselves rather than being focused on like other people, being liked by other people. But what happens is that the dynamics are completely different when you are in front of a huge amount of people that physically you couldn't even be ready to be in front of like physically is yeah. is not even possible so potentially like psychologically speaking is it's a completely way of communicating and 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 the way that your behavior changes a lot mm. and that's why there's even more need and urge to be something that you're not really in some way like you need to be yeah. perfect you need to be uh this idea and that is so bad especially for um, young people that they don't know any different. That is a huge uh, problem because then they learn this kind of, they are exposed to these kind of um, dynamics and behaviors that at so early ages. So then they don't really recognize and understand and haven't even developed the, 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 the skills mm. to communicate in the real uh, world. And that is bad because if you are not able to like if that's the kind of communication you get with external, with people, I cannot even imagine what kind of communication do you have with your own self? Like, Exactly. And I think it's really, you know, communicating with others is something we have to learn. And if we are only taught with things like social media, then we are never going to learn how to communicate clearly and more personally um, in real life because it's a skill that must be learned and there 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 are a lot of people that struggle with basic you know social situations but yet there might be you know instagram famous you know and they have thousands of people liking and commenting on their stuff but in real life it's like they are socially crippled mm -hmm. and as well when you're on social media how many times, like, I, you, I mean, I've seen so many that people that go and, and write whatever they think, especially about things, and start to be quite aggressive in the way they talk and the words they use, they would never, ever use if they have, a, like, face-to-face -face communication. Mm. Never. Because social media is, like, it's another world. And it's quite, like, well, I don't know that person. Who cares? I can hurt the, their feelings. I'm not saying that you cannot do that face-to-face, -face, but when then you are face-to-face, -face, things change. And there is a reason. It's not just because there is a reason why we behave differently when you have the person in front of you. It's like your reputation changes. Like the whole mm -hmm. thing changes when you are in front of the person physically. Of course. And and oh. uh, and on online is completely different. And some people can get used to this, I would say a big coward way to just decide to cancel somebody if they don't like what you mm, what you say and 
that's not real life. That's not the way it works. There's people that don't like what you do and, and, and that's okay. Maybe you just really cannot have, like, uh, uh, you can still live in the same town and see them and just say hello, but you don't have to deepen your relationship with that person. Or maybe you can learn instead from their way of thinking and be more constructive. Like, but you don't just cancel a person. Like, that, that doesn't... And it's a bit scary how this can actually affect someone's um, someone's real life job. Um, there has been, I know a few people that have been canceled on social media and you know they they couldn't get hired because people from online would start calling the person that has hired them and saying you know we we are going to boycott your your company if you don't fire this person mm -hmm. so it, it's really interesting how social media has become such a strong and powerful force that it almost overtakes the our real life you know no one cares what you are in in reality, so long as your social media presence is... Yeah, and you know what I found almost kind of... Uh, it's like a paradox almost. You are connected with so many people, but you're actually alone in that moment. You're on your own. You're yeah. in front of a, on a thing and you're on your own. And as soon as the, the light is off, like the screen is off, mm. you are on your own. And this is why people are always on their phones, always scrolling, always checking, always checking for likes because they are so afraid of that moment of turning off the phone to the point where they, they can't even imagine coming off Instagram for a few days, you know? I've tried to make it quite a regular thing. I think we spoke about it on one of the previous episodes where I've done a whole month without um, Instagram I haven't logged in and I felt I felt amazing afterwards I, I really felt great I felt so much less anxiety I felt so much better about myself I loved my life yeah and then, then sorry and then when I got back it slowly started to become more and more addictive you know it's very hard to kind of keep it um just stay away from it yeah because that's the thing because there are other components as well that kind of um, um create that kind of addiction because they are on purpose there are things that um uh, strategies behind that make us addicted to social media of course so they can make money and companies can make money on on us and the and everything and as well there's a lot of um information like in some way there's a lot of manipulation in some way because it's like they know what we look, what we like, and, and, and of course, everything, all algorithms and all this stuff work around that. So then we are happy to be there and we're exposed to what they want us to, to be exposed to in, uh, while we're doing things that in some way we like and, mm -hmm. and have this kind of addiction uh, because we're posting something and then people are liking it and we like it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like the whole thing in reality is, is of course there can be a good opportunities there can be good opportunities and you can create some kind of relationship i'm not saying not but if you consider the majority of the things and how this is using us is actually a very fake connection and it makes us be more and more distant from and scared of being on our own 
Yeah, we cannot right. even even physically speaking because the kind of hormones that we start to release don't allow. It's like the same when you are taking a drug or too much sugar and stuff. Mm. Physically, you really struggle mm. to uh, to stop that kind of thing. So mm. physically, you really struggle to be able to spend some time with yourself and be alone in solitude. And it's so important to mention just the importance of time by yourself and introspection. There is actually, you know, a psychological need that we have to spend time alone. Of course, we do have a need to connect with others and spend time with other people. But that doesn't mean that the time alone is any less important because we need to be able to organize our thoughts and figure out what's actually going on in our heads. When we constantly have the outside stimuli from whether it's, you know, social media or even friends constantly telling us their opinions and how they think, we are completely unable to just plug out and think about what do we believe? What is my opinion on things? What do I want to do? What do I think is right? Mm -hmm. And when we have that time alone, that's when we can actually think about those things. We can become who we are rather than just soaking up influence from others. Mm -hmm. And then we become like clones, like drones mm -hmm. of, of people who don't really know their sense of self because everything they know, they just take from social media. Mm -hmm. from or you know from from the music they listen to or from movies they watch and this is who they become mm -hmm. but that's not who they are themselves yeah. so as a result they're not able to make real connections with people because they're not being themselves around them yeah it's like I don't know I see it this way like if it's like a room or a house that you when you are born of course you are your house and you're starting to build in it with little things like the information that you start to acquire and then you start to say oh here I can put a table this can become my dining room this can become the bedroom and you start to put stuff uh, because it, when we are born we're actually alone we spend time just with ourselves and trying to understand how things work around us and the more then we learn how to communicate we is an interaction between our alone thing and our own essence and whatever is around us and trying to understand oh this is information i can get oh this is i can get oh beautiful the feeling of love perfect like and i can nurture this so it's like this exchange of things mm -hmm. and and then and um, you start to put more things in the house and then at some point you start to actually start to put too much stuff in the house and then you start to build up you know like these very busy rooms that sometimes they do on tvs like these are chaos you cannot even even walk in because it's full of trash and, and clothes and, and stuff and you don't even know how to move so would you like to actually open the door of the house and see what is in there mm, you wouldn't you would be scared you would be like I'm going to run away from here that's why they're scared so when there's too much you don't even know what you have in your house you don't mm. even know what rooms you have or what beautiful furniture you have how can you see it if it's full of stuff and the thing is the more we don't do that and the more we add stuff the less we will see. And that's why we start to be these drones that you were talking about. Because, I mean, I'm not going even to open the window or the door. That will not look nice at all. So better be something else or somebody else who pretend that that doesn't exist. I don't have a house anymore. So it's 
it's so important to, um, as you were saying, doing introspection and go and open that door. It's very uncomfortable, especially if you're not used to, but you need to open the door and put order. Because if you actually, uh, Peterson, Jordan Peterson says something about clean your, your room. Um, I was talking, I was more thinking about Montessori in this case. I didn't think of um, Peterson because Mont Maria Montessori says that we build intelligence by um, uh, through order. So the more we order things in our heads, the more we can link things and build intelligence. So mm. that's what I was thinking order like in that sense, but Jordan Peterson as well talk about this in one of his books. And uh, it's so important because then when you start to have order, you can start to put, oh, this is trash. This is, uh, uh, this is a good tool. I'm going to put it here. This is the bedroom. I'm going to change it and make it beautiful. I'm going to put some flowers. Or going... When you start to put order, then you start to see what you really need, what mm. you need to do, who you and are. You actually learn how to spend time in your inner world, you know, because it's a whole new world. <laughs> it really is. And if we, it, it's, you know, we have all this trash in there and we can't even move around and, you know, even move move our feet in it, then there is no way we can actually enjoy it and explore it. And there is so much in there to, to know and to explore. It's actually and real, as real as the real one. Exactly. In another way, but it's real. Exactly. And the reason why solitude is important is because whenever we are around other people, we don't get the chance to connect to our inner world. We don't get the chance to take part in that other 50% of our life. And that includes, you know, our spiritual practices and things like that. Yes, we can take part in them with other people, but they are more kind of ritualized external practices, spiritual practices. But the real ones that are the most important happen by ourselves in solitude when we actually pray and actually try to get guidance and really connect with our soul. And we need to spend time in silence. And I don't mean just silence as in, you know, just stuff we hear with our ears, but I mean just total silence away from everything, away from the influence, away from the, the noise from the computers and just being in this complete silence so that we can learn and learn to listen with our inner ears. Mm -hmm. Because everyone always talks about the inner eye and this and that, but we have inner ears too. Mm -hmm. And we need to develop them. And we constant, when we are constantly getting the stimuli from our environment, it's, you know, it's all noise. We can't hear anything. I love what you said about the inner ears because it's true. It's like, it's, as you said, it's noise or, you know, these clothes in the house or whatever. It's, we need to learn to listen through all the noise that comes from anything else around us and the mm. movie and work and uh, family. And this is, and my children are asking for this. And they, so it creates so much noise. And if you have so much noise in your head, then you're not able to listen. So that's mm. important to develop those, as you said, beautifully inner ears. So then mm. you can learn and train them. You need to train them. Yeah, to totally. Be able to go through all the noise. And because as well, when you create a 
good, strong relationship with yourself, because that's what you do when you do introspection and the inner work and etc. then your relationships become more meaningful. Mm-hmm. You start to understand who are the people that actually you need to have uh, um, next to you and they can support you and they're actually good for your growth and the people that are actually not that good and you need to put them a bit more aside because or maybe completely like not have much to do with them because mm-hmm. they can be very toxic and they actually drag you down so and on the other hand sorry to break you but you can also understand other people better because when you're not constantly it's like when you don't have this noise you can actually hear the other person and hear what they're saying and what they're actually trying to tell you rather than what you think they're telling you because of all the things that you've heard in the past Mm -hmm. so you can actually really connect with others because you can really hear them and you can really express yourself Mm -hmm. you can even learn how to follow your voice in terms and and wisdom you grow actually your wisdom because you start to 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 start to think as well for yourself because when you start to listen to that voice inside and understand and create that better connection with you then you start to see things more clearly and 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 distinguish what is real from what is not real what is actually rubbish from what is 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 the truth and that's why you know when they have you these monks that spend all their life in uh, in uh, you know praying in solitude meditation and stuff and they become very wise i'm not saying all of them but many can become very wise it's because they learn to build that relationship with themselves and you can do this in solitude so mm-hmm. in that case, solitude is and spending a long time is a very good thing. And I think it's very far from feeling lonely mm-hmm. because you actually feel connected with something bigger. And that's the opposite of feeling lonely. Yeah. Um, I think our relationship to ourselves when we are in solitude actually represents the relationship we have to God. Because if we are not able to connect and we feel lonely and we freak out when the minute we're by ourselves, it represents that we are disconnected from God and we we are disconnected from the higher realm that all humans should connect to because that is the true way to actually feel fulfilled and happy and yeah be wise and get guidance and know what to do in your life and I think another important point just to quickly mention is that it's it's not enough to just be in silence all the time and alone all of the time we do still have to engage in the world but we need to use the silence as a tool to recharge and reconnect because whenever we go into the world our energy gets drained because we need to use that energy to do certain things but then we always have to come back and connect to god and our soul and recharge and that enables us to keep going and when we don't do that that's when we burn out that's when a lot of stress happens we make mistakes and you know we get to the point where it's like wow this is too much and if we have this kind of regular practice of going into the world and then coming back into ourselves 
it creates this good dynamic for us to be sustainable with what we do. I think it's not just even a matter of recharge. I think it's a matter of having clarity. Mm -hmm. Because then when you have clarity, then you understand what to do. It's like, I don't know, this ha happens sometimes. This is a new, not a new, this is a practice we have with my husband. That if, like, for instance, you're arguing, yeah, you're having this, I was starting an argument. If you allow that emotion in that moment to carry on, yeah, and lead the whole thing, you end up, I don't know, having a big argument, or you can up, end up in many ways. I mean, some people can be, become even very aggressive. I don't know. There can be different kinds of things, or you can even split up, or you can say very bad things and hurt the other person. What happens if you actually stop? Like when you're starting the argument, you stop and you say, hold on a second. You stop all of a sudden for whatever reason. And you need to take a bit of time on your own, not having the argument, like few minutes of time. You can realize so much. And then in that case, you can have more clarity and then at least you can be in control. And then in that case, the emotion will not lead but you are the one leading and the whole argument can become an, a constructive thing. Like, because it, it can be about, okay, this is what I don't like. This is, I'm not happy about this, or this is what I thought, or I'm sorry, or whatever, or you can deal with it differently. While, and that's why that moment of solitude in terms of being alone and stop. So then you can think, you can go a bit deeper. That can make a big difference in just an argument that you are having with another person. Can you imagine when you do this as a practice in your life to stop and understand and have the good balance? And I believe we're all different, we're all unique. So there are people, some people that might enjoy having more time, alone time and, and, and have more benefit from it. And there might have people that have and they are more like sociable and they enjoy as well. Like they need to have that part of connection and stuff, but still everybody needs to have that time to be alone with themselves and connect, connect with their own selves, with their own soul, and therefore connect with the, the source with God and have that wisdom that is needed, that clarity that is needed. And, and sometimes even that need to understand when, if you have to recharge or if you have to change this or if you, you are the one making the mistake or you are the one doing something wrong that you need to address because that's what happens most of the time rather than be the person the other person doing something wrong and and seeing truth and see clarity beautifully said yeah, yeah. I, totally agree. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree um so yeah shall we do a conclusion yes. on, uh, at this point so yeah. We were talking about, um, you know, first of all, to not confuse solitude with loneliness because they are two different things. And solitude should actually be embraced and used as a tool. And it should be an important part of everyone's lifestyle um, in different degrees for different people. But definitely some amount of it is essential. It's like a, a nutrient. It's like a vitamin that we all need. So, and in some way, loneliness is the consequence of not having 
solitude and having some time on your own because then you are not used and trained to have time on your own and listen and etc etc then you get that feeling of loneliness and that can be there that is a very dark force that can drag you very deep down 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 and and get even more disconnected Mm -hmm. and so uh as a good practice would be to learn how to be more in silence meditate doing introspection uh, learn to uh, understand what are your negative aspects and how to work on them uh, numerology can help a lot yeah. in that sense prayer as well yeah and doing yeah prayer doing like inner uh, uh, like meditations and uh, and you can go as deep as you as you can as far as you're really willing to to do that and uh, have actually both recorded um a meditation that has originally been done by arthur norris and it is on richard abbott's soundcloud so we're going to link it below yeah there are two different versions there is one in uh spanish and italian yeah polish and english yeah. so and you can at least start. and learn to get into a new journey <laughs> Uh, as well there are other kinds of meditations there as well to learn how to uh, be more in control as well with like your emotional side or to get more in contact as well with like your inner uh, sun let's say or with your mental like be more um have more clarity of thought and be able to focus better like there are so many as well there uh, mm-hmm. that i used as well in the past and that they're all great they're all definitely worth doing even if even if in the beginning you don't really understand what they're about, just keep doing them and yeah. then expand your mind and you will your see mind that. and your soul <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's so. true. It's something that you see. I know that we're used nowadays to have results now straight away. And if it doesn't happen, that means it doesn't work. With this kind of work, is compl- is the opposite. Like you need to be consistent, you need to work on it, and then things start to happen and, and show up and and your life starts to get better uh, yeah. and but like really better like things start completely to change but slowly and you need to work on it and that's the best way to grow um in reality in the long term that's the best because it makes you strong um in any aspect to be honest yeah, so sure. yeah so i hope you find uh, i mean you uh, listeners found this um episode interesting yeah. and I think to now switch off the phone and go and find some time for you alone <laughs> but um yeah please comment below or share if you liked it and uh, we see you in the next episode see you bye